podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs> this is an athlete who, I would not be surprised, knows how to stack success. Stack success! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This would not be tortillas and takes if we did not mention Matt Wells and if we did not mention stacking success. Like, that, that, was, that goes hand in hand. We got to get that guy like, on this podcast. A... I'm telling you. <laughs> we can't, I'm telling you. We're his biggest fans. I, I, I don't think any other tech pod has even talked about Matt Wells in the last year. No, but we have. I didn't even mention his name. But we, but we have. have. We're fans, man. We are fans. Cheryl Smith writing and rewriting history. First ever national title for Texas Tech. Welcome one, welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast. You are on once again with your boy, Albie Shore. And we talked about it last episode. It is week one. And we are doing our first game preview of the season. Uh, it is amazing. We've talked to all these teams that we're going to Texas Tech is going to play this year, from the Baylor's to the Kansas's to the K States to the UCF's to the Texas's. But now, one team we didn't talk about or talk to was Wyoming. And today, we're still not going to talk to them because it's Wyoming. But we are going to talk about them in a little bit more detail than we did during the season preview. So to talk about them, I, of course, got the people's champ himself, Jeremy Gillen. What's up, Jeremy? What's up, Albie? Here it is. Finally, in week one of football, we had our tech preview in the last episode. Now we get to talk a little bit about, um, hey, good guys and bad guys. So we're, we're right back in the thick of it. It's almost like we didn't suffer through a long and pretty eventful summer. Uh, but we're we're right back into it. Ex- expectations are high, and we're undefeated. We are undefeated. Unfortunately, everybody's undefeated. So we're playing another undefeated team. That's not true. And a team. Well, everybody who didn't already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Navy's very much not undefeated. Navy is feeling. Let me it. tell you something. The Naval Academy hasn't been hit this hard since insert no. World War pun. No. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. A lot of people did it on Twitter last weekend, and it was all of them were hilarious. Yeah, each and every single. You know, one it's been a while. But we we're not gonna do that here, uh, not yet. But um, I will say, you're talking about good guys and bad guys, and I think it's very uh, good to say that the first bad guy of the season are the Cowboys, right? Because everybody hates the Cowboys. Right. Nobody likes the Cowboys, whether you're from Dallas or Arlington or Frisco or Irving. Nobody likes the Cowboys. All right, Jeremy? I mean, I, I don't like the Cowboys. Yeah, man. I, Who likes the Cowboys? Even people from McKinney don't like the Cowboys. They don't like the Cowboys. The, right? the Cowboys are just like the terrible. Cowboys. They, you know, what, what have the Cowboys won in the last 20-something years? Right? They have nothing going for them. What have they done for you me I mean? or my parents? Nothing. Nothing, absolutely nothing, right? <laughs> Nobody likes the Cowboys. Um, all Cowboys, really. Um, <laughs> as a as a uh, Texans fan, and all Eagles fans, Redskins fans, or sorry, Commanders fans, I should say. Commanders. Um, <laughs> Commanders. Giants fans. We all agree the Cowboys are terrible. Um, you know, so, but we are talking about the Wyoming Cowboys for all of you that have your head somewhere else. I couldn't possibly be talking about anybody else but Wyoming Cowboys. Uh, but so the Wyoming Cowboys are who Texas Tech is going to be playing this Saturday in Laramie, Wyoming. Uh, so one caveat, Jeremy, is Joel McGuire is focused on Wyoming. It's been all around. He doesn't want all these expectations getting in players' heads. 
He doesn't want us looking ahead to Oregon. We are focused on Wyoming, and the team is going to be showing up to Laramie, Wyoming a day early. What do you think about that? I think this is a really good approach to the football season. You know, we have been hearing back, it's nonstop, you know, this dark horse contender, Texas Tech is primed to make, and I mean, I've said it myself, I like Texas Tech is in this position to challenge for the Big 12 title, right? We got three games to get through before we start playing any conference opponents. And the first game up on the on the schedule here is not a slouch of an opponent by any, like this is the opponent that if you look past, they'll make it, they'll make it count. Um, so I really, really loved seeing McGuire talk about how much respect he has for their head coach, how much respect he has for their program and the realization that they have to go out that like Wyoming, he compared them to Kansas state. And I really liked that because Wyoming is a team that is not going to beat themselves. You have to beat Wyoming. So something that McGuire hinted to at in, in that presser is that, you know, Texas Tech needs to take care of the football. Texas Tech needs to limit penalties. You need to play, like, clean. We have to have a clean game to demolish Wyoming. Because if you don't, they'll find ways to punish you for it, much like Kansas State has done to their opponents over the past however many years now. So I like I like his where his head's at, and I hope the team is kind of all all in on that mindset. Yeah, I mean, Wyoming's also no slouch, right? They've been to a bowl game. Uh, it's not five out of the last seven years. Um, this is a team, Craig Bowl has been there for a while. He's took a team that was really not known to do much to uh, becoming a consistent winner, right? They're maybe not a championship team. They're not a team that's going to just blow you away and go to New York Six Bowl, but they're consistent. They're consistent like Kansas State. I think that's a great comparison. They're very consistent like Kansas State last year going to the Arizona Bowl um, off of a pretty decent year. And let's face it, they've at the very least, similar to Texas Tech, developed quarterbacks. Josh Allen, former Wyoming Cowboy. Um, but like Josh Allen, we're hoping that that Wyoming Cowboy gets beat by a Red Raider. Um, that's a nice little Allen versus Mahomes piece there. So, uh, Jeremy, I mean, as we kind of look at the Wyoming Cowboys, and, and we'll, do, we'll do the work so our listeners don't have to, um, because I know most people listening to this have no idea who the hell plays for Wyoming. Um, none whatsoever, and I ain't gonna lie to y'all, outside of a game that I randomly, a quarter, I'm not even gonna say a game, a quarter that I randomly watched last year, um, and the Arizona Bowl, I don't know much about it, uh, uh, Wyoming either, but I do know they have a quarterback, Andrew Peasley, that can ball a little bit. He can ball a little bit, right? So it's all gonna start, uh, at the quarterback position with Andrew Peasley. Um, like you said, Wyoming just does a really good job at developing quarterbacks. And I think one of the reasons they do that is that they give their quarterbacks a lot of time to throw. Now, competition-wise, like, are they playing Power 5 teams every other week? No, but they are rising to the challenge of the competition they do have. So if if we are giving Peasley the time that he has been long um, got conditioned to have, then we're going to have a really big issue. Our defensive backs are just going to be running – the whole game and getting worn out. And so I think that's where actually Wyoming is going to want to put the pressure on Texas Tech is forcing our defensive line to get penetration and apply pressure on Peasley. Uh, because if we don't, then he's going to have he's going to have plenty of time to sit back there and do what he wants, right? This guy who threw for over 1,500 yards last year, uh, really not anything crazy with co- completion percentage-wise, but um, certainly is not a stranger to the long ball and certainly um, not afraid to sling it. So kind of like a shooter's going to shoot situation but definitely looking to be more improved this season. Do you want to hear a, a couple of one of those degrees of separation uh, from Andrew Peasley to Texas Tech? Yes. Andrew Peasley is in his second year here at Wyoming. Pre- prior to transferring to Wyoming, you know where he played, Jeremy? 
at Utah State. Oh, my Played goodness. at Utah State long enough to be coached by his freshman year, recruited and coached by one Matthew Wells. Matthew Wells used to be a former Texas Tech head coach. <laughs> <laughs> this is an athlete who, I would not be surprised, knows how to stack success. Stack success. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This would not be tortillas and takes if we did not mention Matt Wells and if we did not mention stacking success. Like that, that, was, that goes hand in hand. We got to get that guy like, on this podcast. A, I'm telling you. <laughs> we can't, I'm telling you. We're his biggest fans. I, I, I don't think any other tech pod has even talked about Matt Wells in the last year. No, but we have. I even mentioned his name. But we, but we have. have. <laughs> We're fans, man. We are fans. Um, even if nobody else. I'm going to get a t- uh, I'm going to make us some t-shirts, man. Stacking success. Tortillas and takes. Stacking success. Stacking success. <laughs> I should be on podcast, any podcast. If we ever change the name, it's going to be the Stacking Success Pod. That'll just be, that'll just, and nobody will get it, but people will do no. it. No. Endure oh, the Matt Wolf. It's Walter. so good. Um, so yeah, so Andrew Peasley, former Utah State quarterback, uh, actually the quarterback who replaced Jordan Love, um, now Green Bay Packer quarterback. You know, he used to be a Green Bay Packer quarterback. Graham Harrell, also former. Man, a lot of degrees and stuff. There it is, man. But, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Andrew Peasley from Wyoming. Great, great uh, talk about him getting that time, right? Peasley was a guy that wasn't sacked very often, was able to kind of move around. That was his first year at Wyoming, right? So now he's a little bit more comfortable in the offense, a little more comfortable with what he can do. And so we'll be very interesting to see, like you said, our D-line getting pressure on him and our corners and see what they can do. I don't think it's going to be easy either. By being on the road there um, in Wyoming, I think he'll be a lot more comfortable. And one guy that they're going to really want to get comfortable is going to be their new running back. Right, their star running back last year, um, Titus Swen. He's gone. He's not there anymore. Um, he ended up graduating out. So now they have Jamari Farrell at running back position, transfer from Independence Community College. Uh, a dog was out there at Independence. Um, they think he's a blazer. He's going to be able to do good things for them in Wyoming. I think he's going to be somebody that's really going to pound the ball, pound the rock, and they also have DQ James going to kind of solidify that backfield. And DQ James got plenty of, uh, of playing time last year as a freshman. Now as a sophomore, he's, again, going to be very comfortable. And, and so with those guys out the, in the backfield, also you've got veterans like Ryan Marquez, Alex Brown, White, Wheeling. Like, this is a very veteran Wyoming team that's going to be comfortable in Laramie, Wyoming. Well, and, that, you know, speaking of what Coach Bowl has talked about, he, he had an interview earlier this week um, that he thinks that there, there, there's a great opportunity ahead this year. He said that this is the deepest they've been since before he's been football coach. So, I mean, sometime. Um, he thinks the line, of, you know, those, the line of scrimmage, the trenches are much stronger. He's got a lot of depth at that spot. We could really, I mean, must be nice. Uh, you know, the returning quarterback situation, they feel really great about. And he thinks that their defense can actually be outstanding and, and um, didn't fail to mention they have a couple of great kickers should it really come down to that. So doesn't seem at all perturbed uh, coming out as a 14-point underdog against Texas Tech. I know that they're um, – no, they shouldn't be. And I know that their athletics is really excited. They're going to do a stripe out, a like – what is it, gold and brown stripe out? Sounds gross, but I'm sure it looks great. Uh, I mean, come on. Let me know. Let me tell you something. Wyoming got some of the worst jerseys. In the uh, you it know, it sound great. It's, Those are terrible. I mean, it's, it's, they have worse jerseys in the country. It's not their fault. Like, you, there's not much you can do with the color scheme that you've been getting. <laughs> like, yeah, you got to you got to take that up with Wyoming boosters back in the 1900s that made this decision to go with those colors. Anyway. 
Well, and so, I mean, there's a couple of things that, you know, they're going to be looking to do early, and it's going to start with Peasley. It's going to really be on that running game. Uh, I've been reading through a couple of articles from, you know, I think the best thing to do is to read a couple of things from people in Wyoming, the one journal that they probably have there, and, you know, what do they think is going to happen? So their top three, their their three uh, keys to success are uh, Peasley does it, um, that Wyoming's a run-first team, and so they need to get um, Peasley doing it with his feet, so... Watch out for a running quarterback. Okay, let's not be surprised there. Uh, D-line has to dominate. Okay, that could be a serious issue, and we'll find out early if Texas Tech's offensive line is ready for it. And then the third one is the attitude versus the air raid. And I think I, I really like this one um, because there's also an underlying change to the football season this season. Remember in April, the NCAA uh, decided that they're going to change the way the game clock operates this season. It's very, I mean, a lot of people have forgotten about this. So dumb, but they're no longer going to stop the team, stop the clock after the team gains a first down, unless the game is in like the final two minutes of either half. What does that mean? Basically, they're trying to decrease the number of plays in a game and make for less injuries. And that is not good for us because what Texas Tech likes to do is we like to just pound you with (laughs) the most amount of plays we can fit into a single game. It happened last year. You know, if we get if we get a good play. Tempo, 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 tempo. And you saw in every game, every opposing team, oh, man, their defensive line, they suddenly got a cramp. Ah, oh, man, their linebacker is really hurting back there. Um, the tempo helps this offense keep the defense on their heels, not get established, and plays right into Zach Kitley's kind of playbook. So this new rule, it's going to be very interesting to see how we adjust to that and how Wyoming capitalizes on it because they want us to, everybody wants us to slow down. So that actually may be a really big storyline. Um, hopefully not in the negative, you know, come this time next week. You think we're going to get pitch clocked? Pitch clocked. <laughs> I think we're uh, – no. Yes, maybe. I mean, it, it, it has affected some pitchers in baseball. It has. Some pitchers that have these long windups that have, have been affected. You know, I well, one, I think the rule is stupid as hell. There's certain things that make, make college different than the NFL. It doesn't have to be exactly like the NFL. Um, that's yeah. Well, and it started – remember, it started a couple of years ago when referees started lining up uh, behind center holding the ball for snap, but play clocks would still be going. Like we've seen it a couple of times where quarterbacks are like freaking like please move so we can snap yeah. the ball. And so like it's this is it's kind of a gross incursion. And I understand in the name of safety, but like it's really kind of it's gross to the to the game of college football to be Keep applying the sport, all this stuff. The sport. Keep the sport yep. the sport, man. Yeah, Let the absolutely. boys play. So I will say one of the funnier uh, quotes that that bull put out so you're talking about tech coming early. He said everybody has a different philosophy. Tech tech arriving early is kind of like us going to Hawaii. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that means. Like, what is it? He's a real Mike Leach, that guy. I don't. I don't know if that. If, I don't know if is Laramie supposed to be Hawaii. Like I don't know what is. I don't know what the hell this means. Like it doesn't mean anything. But anyways, um, but I will say you were talking a little bit about the offense versus Wyoming's defense. Wyoming has a, a decent old deal. Like their defense, their D line is nothing to stuff at. Uh, you know, uh, Brandon Siders, Sebastian Harsh. Devon Harris, is, uh, that's kind of their, their big on the D line. So they're, they're, these are guys that are really going to try to get after it. But I do think that is that can be mitigated by that error. Rate. I think if, if you're Kittley, you're looking at the booth and saying, okay, well, how can we get quick outs? How can we get the ball quickly out to Miles Price, to, to Nehemiah Martinez, right? And then set that up. And you, I could easily see it to where a lot of times you use the run to set up the pass, but a lot you can also use the short passing game. To set up the deep pass. Oh, absolutely. Right? I think that is really where you can set that up. If you want to get the ball out to Fungi and to uh, to Bradley, 
you know what? Get the ball to Miles Price a few times. Let him lead the team in receptions. I think if he leads the team in receptions, this game's not going to be close. I really, I really believe that. You, you let him lead the team in receptions and and get those DNs just tired. Because even with that that uh, a running clock, that doesn't mean you have to all of a sudden stop or do anything like that. You can keep going and, and keep these guys in there. Now these D-linemen are tired. Now you've, you've mitigated what's supposed to be a strength of the defense. Yeah, and so I think that's actually going to be, man, it, it's going to come down to, and, and you know, Bowl wants to really play on the fact that um, the stadium there in Laramie, it's got that uh, welcome to 7,220 you know, 7, feet sign kind of as this intimidation factor and yeah altitude makes a difference like there's no there's no doubt about it um and actually another part of the interview i just read through really fascinating is that he was he was coaching um he was a part of the coaching uh north dakota state he was coaching back in 2008 if that uh that's a good year for anybody to talk about um when he was leading 13 and 0 over uh wyoming in the third quarter but like they lost 16 13 so Wyoming kind of rallied and put up 16 points there in the end of the third and fourth. And so he said, all the years I was head coach there, one time there was one time I felt like we ran out of gas as a team. And so, I mean, it's going to come into play. And so you know that McGuire's no fool about this. Kaylee's no fool about this. I mean, gosh darn, you know, DeRoyter's no fool about this. So I like the idea of getting there early and kind of acclimating. But I also think it's important to, you know, where what kind of like – are we going to have oxygen tanks on the side? What are we doing for our team to kind of make sure that that doesn't happen? And another thing is like, you know, do we really need to establish ourselves early? And I like your thought here of just wearing the defensive ends out and, you know, wearing this, this defense out with multiple looks um, while at the same time, you know, you don't want to give up the, the, the difficult thing here is that you don't want to give up too much ahead of the Oregon game either. Cause you know, Oregon's going to be watching this tape with gusto. Um, and so I, I'm curious about how much we're actually going to show. Yeah. I, I, you know, that's, I, that's a really good point there as well. Right? It's, I do think it's going to be something where we, we are going to um, really, you know, you want this to be a blowout, so you can treat this as a preseason game. But this is a tough game one. Like, we're a 14-point favorite, which I, which I think is right, right? Wyoming's not going to lay over. I do have something to say here, Jeremy. The last time the Wyoming Cowboys – uh, had a Power 5 team come into Laramie, Wyoming for a non-conference game. There was a team that was coming off of an eight-win season of the, the year before. Uh, eight-win season the year before, a team that was coming in the next year, really thinking that you know we might have a good team here. Uh, and Wyoming put off the upset at home. It was 2019 uh, against the Missouri Tigers. As a Missouri, we're talking. Hey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> SEC Missouri. Um, but against the Missouri Tigers, Missouri came into Wyoming, and Wyoming beat them 37-31. And I think Wyoming looks at it and says, we can do it again. If I'm if I'm uh, uh, Wyoming's coach, I'm replaying that game over and over to say, like, hey, man, we were underdogs in this. We brought Missouri in. They had an eight-win uh, season the year before. They were feeling good about themselves. And we shut them up week one. Like, I don't think this is going to be an easy game at all. Um, it's definitely something to look out, out on. But I will say, to your point, this defense is supposed to be the strength of Wyoming. The defense kind of young. A lot of sophomores, a lot of juniors on the team. I don't know if there's any starting. They're actually not saying that back. There is two starting seniors on this team altogether, which is almost the opposite of what Texas had going on. So that's, a, I think, an advantage. The point, the, point, the point I'm trying to make is that um, Wyoming is a dangerous team, right? We shouldn't overwork ourselves, but I think Wyoming has a, you know, as a team, Wyoming is not more talented, more hardworking than Texas Tech. 
you are playing Wyoming in Laramie. You are playing Wyoming um, in their own house. And you are playing Wyoming at the perfect, like, they are the underdog story. As Texas Tech fans, we love that. We know it. We love it. We want to be the underdog because we want to pull off the upset. But we are not the underdog here, right? Um, so this is like the perfect recipe. Again, going back to the McGuire thing, is if you're not locked in and you're not giving it your all, you will get upset in this game. Like, Wyoming is looking for it, right? Because the rest of their schedule is just like, the re- I mean, they got Texas two weeks later, right? So they're looking for any and all Power 5 victories they can get. Yeah, I mean, they, they, you know, the Texas Tech's got to take care of business. Um, that's really the main thing is they got to take care of business. Me personally, I try to take care of business, and I go to charliehustle.com. charliehustle.com got all the great stuff when it comes to clothing, comes to new swag. That's the, that's what we're rocking with this year. It's 2023, and we're, we're, we like to hustle, so we're rocking with Charlie Hustle. I know Texas Tech's going to go with Charlie Hustle. Uh, we're going to hustle out in Laramie, Wyoming as well. So go to charliehustle.com, get the best and vintage Texas Tech gear. Uh, where shop shop where we shop, right? Charlie Hustle. So, um, but but to your point, Jeremy, the teams are looking to have to stay focused, and they are going to be locked in, right? I think that's the purpose of coming up a day early. I, I know it's to get adjusted to the altitude and all that jazz, but I also think it's, hey guys, we're in Laramie, Wyoming, and ain't nothing else to do here. This is what people when people come to Lubbock, right? This is why they get distracted by Lubbock because if you're not in Lubbock, live in Lubbock, there's really nothing else to do there either. So. Um, so guys, let's focus. Let's focus. Ain't no Oregon here. Ain't no Texas. Ain't no Big 12 opponent. We're in Laramie, Wyoming. Let's, let's get, let's get together. Breathe in this air. Cause we're going to be breathing in this air. They're going to have to deal with us for 60 minutes. See coach. Hey, coach McGuire, you listen to the podcast. I can do this for you too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know you're better than I am, but I, I ain't bad. I ain't bad. I, just, I feel like I did, I did a good job. Anyways, I'm just auditioning to be on the staff and to be the other like the, the the pre, like you know how like comedians and artists they have the, the host that introduce the guy that's supposed to get the crowd pumped up for the, the artist get the crowd pumped up. Let me be your pump up man, Coach McGuire. Um, so Jeremy, can you give a, can you give me a player on offense that you feel needs to be the, the, the key for Texas Tech to get not only a win but a nice blowout victory offense. I think it's going to be Taj Brooks. Uh, I think Taj Brooks needs to be the guy. I think we need to establish the run and for it to be very effective. Uh, because if you allow, if we allow Wyoming to um, push us down into just throwing the ball, we're going to get really gassed. And we got a lot of people we can throw to, but I do not want Shuck like over having to overexert himself kind of at that altitude. I'm also kind of scared, right, of Shuck getting hurt here um, or something happening. Maybe the altitude collapses as long. Who knows? Who knows what can happen up there in that altitude? Um, but I do think that if we're going to win this game and if the clock is going to be problematic for us, we need to be the one dominating possession. And you're not going to dominate possession if the majority of your plays are pass plays. So for me, Taj Brooks is going to be Taj Brooks and the running game are going to be the kind of the key factor of how, if and how bad we beat Wyoming. Cliff Kingsbury is rolling over in his grave with you saying that you cannot dominate possession with a passing game. Or I should say Mike Leach, because Mike Leach actually did it successfully. Cliff Kingsbury did not do it successfully. He would pass like crazy and then waste, and not waste time. Uh, short passing, man. Good said. Um, but I know I give you the offense, so I'm, not, I'm going to let your um, not, not saying Miles Price uh, slander side. I'm going to say my key to the defense. Remember last year, whenever on this podcast, every time we had a key, what key defensive player would it be? And we kind of said Tyree Wilson every other game. <laughs> um, I feel like 
this year that guy's going to be the guy I'm going to say is what, who I think is the key to the defensive side of the ball. That's Jalen Hutchins. And I feel like I'm going to consistently say Jalen Hutchins every game. But I think that uh, Wyoming's going to want to run the ball. They're going to want to make this a boring game. You were talking about Wade Techmark can be able to control the possession there. Wyoming, I got no choice. <laughs> Wyoming's, though PZ's a good player, PZ's also going to try to run the ball and he's going to try to do it up the middle. But I think they're really going to try to, to do the running game. And I think Jalen Hutchins taking up the guard in the center every play, maybe even taking up three players, is going to be something where it's like, man, ah, we can't get by the Jalen Hutchins, guys. We got to bounce on the outside. Oh, guess what? We got Steve Linton out there, too. We got Josiah Pierre out there, too. Ah, yikes. Right, and I think that's where once we have that running game intact, in, in where Peasley, who was the second leading rusher last year, so like I said, he can run the ball himself, but uh, Peasley in the running game can't really do much there. Then they got to pass. It. Guess what? Secondary can feast. Right. I, I actually think we're going to get at least one, maybe two interceptions in this game. Um, I'm going to say two. I'm going to go ahead and this tortillas and takes. I'm going to say two interceptions in this game. Uh, that's going to be needed, but it's going to be because Jalen Hutchins is eating up the middle. Uh, so, uh, before I already gave one prediction, um, and there are plenty of predictions we're about to give, uh, but if we, you know, we could, we can put up some predictions that we have right on Price Picks, right? So, Price Picks, go to Price Picks. If you don't have an account, create an account, right? We're, we're, we're going to give you some free money here, right? Put up $100 and use our promo code TAKES12, T A K E S 1 2, for up to a $100 match on Price Picks. Completely free. Like, this is free money, right? You put up $100, they're going to match that $100, and just like that, you got $200, right? If you want to bet John Reese Plumlee, John Reese Plumlee has an over-under of 25 and a half fantasy points. This, this, third, this, well, this tonight. It's going to drop on Thursday tonight. So you got you to make sure you do it quick, right? Um, there's, some other, there's some other fantasy stuff that's going to happen this weekend. It hasn't dropped as we're recording this Wednesday night, but it will come this weekend. So make sure... Get out there and put and, and make make some bets. Price picks getting more and more popular. We're just trying to give you some of that free money, right? Hopefully, we get some Texas Tech odds out there as well. But uh, yeah, make sure you do that. Price picks and get that free hundo, three hundred dollars there. So, Jeremy, what is your prize picks prediction for this game? Uh, who wins? Um, and what? Give me a score. Give me a score. Do we, does Tech cover? Does does Wyoming? The spread is fourteen. So who who? What happens? Line is 14, Texas Tech. I like Texas Tech to win. I do actually like Wyoming to cover now. I, I've been thinking about Ooh. it as we've been doing this. Po- I do think Wyoming, sp- spicy. I do think that Wyoming can make it a 10-point game, uh, not a 14. Hey, you think, you think I'm, here's the thing. You were talking about before that you don't want Kitley to um, go in his bad too much, like not show too much, but I feel like it was a 10-point game. He might have to. Like, we may have to do some plays and some things that we don't want to do because just win, baby. Like, we, we like listen, I know you want to prepare for Oregon, but we got to get a dub first. <laughs> like, the worst thing you can do before the Oregon game is lose. Late like, leg, that yeah. is the worst thing you can do. So, um, so yeah, I, a 10-point game. So, you know what's funny? I, I'm, I, I'm flipping. I actually, I actually was in that mindset beforehand. I'm like, you know what? We're going to take care of business. Is it because that like, I said I, it? Now you want to back out. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's, here's the thing. We, both of us, at the beginning of the year, predicted a 9-3 season. All right. Texas Tech has not been a team that you can kind of pencil in a successful season since Leach was there, over a decade. We have not been that team. We have not been a team that you can just say, oh, yeah, they're going to have this game. They're going to go in. They're going to take care of business. If Texas Tech is really going to go 9-3, mind you, Lockdown Big 12 podcast, shout out to, to uh, Craig over there. 
Uh, he predicted 10 and 2 on a trip to Arlington. All right. We got some Kool Aid drinkers. We, we had Brett McMurphy predicting um, 11, or 11 win season and us going to the Cotton Bowl, New York Six Bowl. We got some Kool Aid drinkers. And for Texas Tech to truly um, drink it and to truly be this team that we can say that, hey, we have the talent and we should be able to be successful in this manner, for us to truly be like that, we got to win these games. We got to win these games convincingly. I, I, I think. What, we, what has happened in previous years is we struggle against a team like this, and everyone just chalks it up to, okay, well, we just had you know some bad luck here or there. We'll, we'll, we'll make it up. Right? And, I, and I remember this distinctly. It was the 2011 season. We barely beat Nevada. It was a bad Nevada team. We barely beat them. And everybody was saying, ah, at least we got out of there with a win. Like, it's okay. They'll regroup. And that was the first year we didn't go to a bowl game um, in, in, what, 10 years? Yeah, was, 10 yeah. plus years? Yeah. So... And, and, and that's been a, a, an ongoing theme of us struggling. Remember, we struggled against SFA a few years back, and all of a sudden it was a rough year. It's been an ongoing t- theme of Texas Tech. Oh, and that was the year Matt Wells got fired. Uh, of an ongoing th- theme of us struggling against group of five teams and that being a bad omen for the rest of the year. So uh, to me, this Wyoming team actually, I think, on the road at Wyoming in a different environment against uh, not a bad group of five team either, a team that actually is looking to, to stack success and actually be better than they were last year. Uh, this won't be a, 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 a blowout, but I do think Texas Tech goes out there. I'm going to go ahead and say if they go out and take care of business, a business, they go out and take care of business, I'm going to go ahead and give them a 42, 42 to 20. Oh. 42 to 20. Okay. Yeah. 42 to 20. A nice, solid win, right? Wyoming's no slouch. Um, and defense isn't going to like a 20. Like that is, a 20 is, is a, a more to give up than they would like. But Wyoming ain't no slouch. But it's a nice win that the opponent is, is they're a decent team. It's going to come out. They're going to they're gonna try to hit us in the mouth. But we still punt up to 42 because we're, we're like that. And I want a game where we can show out and say, we, we, we're just like that. And part of me was almost going to say 42 to 14, to be honest. Like, I, I really do think this is a game we can go out, but 42 to 14 would have been if we were playing Wyoming at home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but, but 42 to 20, I think this is a nice, solid win against a respectable opponent on the road, but something you can build on and say, no, we're, still, we're a pretty good team. We're going to show you. We're going to show you. 60 minutes of yeah. us. And, it, it's, it's, and honestly, that prediction is mostly me buying it. Yeah. To to the hype, buying into the team. But it's also, like, I think for if it's a game where it's 34-24, like, I don't know if I'm, I'm – I'm not buying in. So, if, like, that's a game, it makes me a lot more – it's going to be hard for me to predict a Texas Tech win in week two. Yeah. I put it like that. Understandable. It's be very hard for me to predict. You know. Bo Nick's got, got freaking banners all across the country. All right, Oregon's already put on the Heisman track. Oregon already got him on the Heisman. I we're not supposed to be looking ahead to Oregon. We're focused. But part of that – is you gotta you gotta wax Wyoming or at least beat Wyoming convincingly before you go on to uh, uh, play where you're where you're part of. I'm, I'm I'm definitely not listening to Jordan Bryant's words here. I'm terrible. Time to wax Wyoming. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Uh, so Jeremy, before we get out of here, uh, Jeremy, when he was the writer uh, uh, of with Viva the Matador, told you this. He used to do what was called an anti preview, and this year. Um, Jeremy and Jeremy's mad right now because I literally told him about this right before the podcast. He's not prepared for this. But um, uh, he's going to do an anti-preview pod version 
for every game we play. So, Jeremy, give us some nice little anti-preview facts about the Wyoming, about the state of Wyoming and the Wyoming Cowboys. Oh my god! <laughs> so these previews would take me some time. I would actually go through and look at a bunch of things, and I would scroll down many Reddit boards of very angry people. Um, but Wyoming. You're nothing. You don't exist. I mean, you are the halfway point between Colorado and Montana. You you are where people have to go through to get to where they want to be. And I think that just speaks leagues about Damn. your state and it speaks leagues about your university. I mean, looked at your stadium capacities, not even 30,000. I mean, our students alone will fill that up. That's weak, man. So, <laughs> come on. Brown and gold? What is this? <laughs> I'm just telling you, there's not much, there's, the sad thing is that if I were to spend time, if I were to spend 30 minutes looking up everything I could find about the things that I don't like about Wyoming or the things that are objectively unenjoyable about Wyoming, I wouldn't be able to find them because nobody honestly cares. Nobody's going to take the time to say what they don't like about Wyoming because they just don't care. So that is the best I can do because Wyoming just doesn't matter. It's just a rectangle. It's a rectangle with lakes. Rectangle with lakes. And I'm pretty the, sure that's their motto. And the rectangle with lakes and still the Guinness Book World Record holder of the largest swing dance uh, in history with a thousand swing dancers all swing dancing at the same time. So there's your claim to fame, Wyoming. There could be a double entendre. There could be some freaks on the What else <laughs> are you going to do? All right. <laughs> you know, hey, you, you going to talk about Josh Allen's alma mater like that? That's, that's, his, that's his home, man. As long as people keep uh, pitting him against Mahomes, yes. I'm going to continue to disown Wyoming and everything that they're about. That's the reason why the Buffalo Bills drafted him. They were like, we need somebody that doesn't know anything. We- <laughs> <laughs> You'll like it here, but you don't know. We can't, we can't draft anybody from Miami. You ain't never had a, you ain't never had a good, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. USC, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know better. Uh, just a couple of guys went to school in Lubbock, Texas, dogging on Wyoming. Dogging on Laramie. That's all. Oh, man, I can't wait for people from Wyoming to really get in your mentions. His mentions are at Jeremy Tweets. Make sure to go make sure to go there. Uh, Jeremy, anything else you want to say to the people about uh, the city, the state of Wyoming or anything else? No, apparently I've, I've said it all and I've dug my grave. <laughs> but we will have these anti-previews for our game. And uh, Jeremy is going to be happy because I'm not just getting a notice uh, literally 10 minutes before the pop starts. <laughs> uh, so, uh, <laughs> so, so there's that. Uh, but yeah, Wyoming, Texas Tech at Wyoming, um, they'll probably be en route to uh, Laramie, Wyoming when we, this drops. So good luck to the Red Raiders there. Um, Jeremy expects a 10-point win. I expect a 22-point win because I'm uh, that much bigger of a supporter uh, than Jeremy is. So um, <laughs> that, that's how that works, right? Uh, so for the uh, person who hates his own team, Jeremy Gillen, this is Albie Shore, and you have been listening to the Tortillas and Tanks. As always, stay right, people. Sports Social Podcast Network.